This is VP Talk, the official podcast of Violent Performance, where we talk about how our lives outside the gym affect us inside the gym, trying to be better than yesterday. Yo, by the way, I have my ear pods in, so if, they, if I go in and out, let me know. All right, that sounds great. Hey, everybody. All right, good. Uh, welcome to another episode of VP Talk. I'm Dan. With me is Ron and Bill. This week, we have a special guest, Marco. He is a uh, reoccurring guest. This is uh, episode number two with him. But if you don't know him, uh, we have a, a nice little episode prepared for you. So, um, everybody say hi, guys. What's up, everybody? Yo. Going on, fellas? Ron, I actually told, uh, I actually told the story and I showed the video of why I say, hey, everybody. Uh, why? What's that from? Oh, man, I'll never stop laughing. Um, we the decided- video that we... We had a video we did in the and we, you sent out a video to uh, a hype video, if you will. And oh, yeah. you said, hey, everybody, and then you just kind of stopped for a while. <laughs> Take one was just, hey, everybody. Was, was, I, uh, <laughs> was I spinning that wheel, the, the hook? Was I a pirate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> I that. with that said, when, whenever I – so this is for everybody here. Whenever I say, hey, everybody, in an email, it's yeah. always said in that tone, hey, everybody. Uh, and then I don't really have anything to say after that. Uh, but nonetheless, icebreakers, everybody's favorite uh, little portion, I'm assuming. But here we go. All righty. So I wasn't prepared at all tonight for one, and now I'm prepared with too many. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna save all these other ones, I guess, for another time. And I'm gonna go with this one. Um, I rip. think Dan, Dan, you're gonna really, really like this one. Marco, you're gonna be jammed up. Bill, uh. you're, gonna, you're gonna say something <laughs> short and sweet. He's we hold Danny's an- so, we got to hold Danny's um, answer to like two minutes or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, more than, no more than a 30 second answer. Um, <laughs> nice. All right. If you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Tough. <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> um, no. So I would – in turn, one piece of advice. I'm not going to go on a little tangent and run on sentence. I would just say, don't take things personally. Okay, I like it. That's and nice what I and mean simple. by that is just like it's not about what you're doing. It's kind of everybody's uh, opinions or advice to you is a representation, a reflection of them, uh, what their beliefs are and their level of knowledge, right? So it's if someone's telling you to do something or thinking some way about you, uh, don't take things personally. I like it. Bill? 30 seconds. Honestly, my, my answer is pretty much like Danny's. Just don't make emotional decisions. Like you got to take emotions out of certain decisions you're making when they can affect your life. You got to just think rationally. Yeah, I like it. That's a good Very one. simple. Marco? Simple. Um, I'm going to pivot here, I think, a little bit. I think um, I learned that life's short, man. Um, I like appreciate the little things. Oh. Really, um, yeah, the little things in life for me yeah. it is, um, the people, like the moments, just I don't know, just all all the little things in life. Growing up, that sometimes you take for granted or really don't sit in that moment and appreciate things. That like, for example, I'll give you just a quick story. College baseball, like not playing competitive anymore. I turned to CrossFit, and luckily that that helped a lot. But still, I'm like, wow, like them practices and all that stuff. That in the moment, I was like, oh, this sucks. Now I'm like, ah, oh, I missed that. That's a that was a good time. So Damn. appreciate little like things it. like that. 
I like that a lot. Good one. Good, Mark. That's what right. I would say. Ron, you can follow up that one. Very, yeah, no, that's a tough one to follow, but very simple. I think I would just say I would tell my younger self to um, – I was a, I guess you could say I was, I mean, I really, really, really like winning. And I think winning's way cooler than losing. I would really tell my younger self to just like, uh, not, you know, let, be able to learn and cope with a loss and like take it in more. So like I watched Tom Brady this morning, say something about, you know, about doing press conferences after a loss on Monday mornings. He's like, everyone really pisses me the fuck off after, you know, on a Monday morning after a loss. You know, at least give me till Tuesday, Wednesday to, to cope with it and deal with it a little bit so I can learn from it. And uh, I don't think I ever did that. I always let some, a lot of times I let a loss or, you know, bad performance roll into something else in life and instead of learning from it. So, you know, learn from your losses and mistakes. Bill, what's your tattoo on your ankle say? Oh, this is practice. I yeah. know. I'm sick. We should all go get it, it on our necks. I'll read it. Let's go. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'll get it twice. I want to piggyback up what everybody said. Like, you guys all, that all killed it. Uh, Ron, that's a really good one. I feel like you've learned, you learn more from the losses than you do the wins, right? Winning's way cooler, uh, but you got to do more, right? And you got to be able to handle it. So that's probably – that's really good. Um, yeah. That's a good stuff. Sure. Good question, Ron. Way to go. That was, that was exciting. You, you know you pulled through. <laughs> all right. So getting to today's topic, uh, I said, like, we, like I said, uh, we have Marco as a guest. Uh, for those who don't know Marco, he's been a part of Violent Performance since the beginning in one form or another. Uh, he's, he's worn many hats. Uh, at first, he was the open gym uh, friendliest Monday morning person you're going to see. <laughs> then it turned into he ran boot camp classes. Um, and now it's pivoted into he is also he's, um, he's brought college baseball team. He's been some facet. He was a trainer for while being assistant coach on the Cumberland County Dukes baseball team. He uh, led them through workouts, and now he is a morning coach. So for my morning goers, uh, you guys are getting familiar with Marco Rios. Uh, but worn many hats, and, and in the past year has done a lot of things in violent performance. So we kind of just want to talk about that and how that's uh, transpired. So Marco, without further ado. A uh, couple questions kind of start going into – uh, like you said, uh, pivoting from college baseball and finding CrossFit, uh, how, what was your mindset going? Like, did you have preconceived notions about what you were getting into? Did you find it easy? Did you find it hard uh, working out at least? Um, it was definitely different. Um, base, college baseball-wise, we worked out a lot pretty much every day in season and out. But sometimes it was it – was, uh, lightweight more reps sometimes sometimes it was heavyweight less reps very different um in season out of season like it wasn't so structured as in crossfit we were talking the other day like pro the programming and the different um movements and why monday we're doing something and tuesday we're doing this movement and wednesday like it builds off of, off of um one another and i think that's something that i really uh really like about it honestly Ron, we got into – we found CrossFit in the middle of our college baseball careers. Uh, and I can almost say I liked it almost more than I liked it when I was playing just because it was, it was new. Uh, coming from a uh, – I always worked out and I did some lifts, but now there are so many more and there are so many things that to get better at and there are so many things to suck at. Uh, I had a little bit of uh, – I don't want to even call it success. There were some workouts I was good at in the beginning, but there's so many things I was bad at. And I was wide-eyed. 
uh, excited. You know, coming from an athletic background, I think does make it a little easier because I've done power cleans before. I've done back squats before. And I know we've talked about this too, Bill, um, why it's important and um, that stuff. And, and you wish you had it when you were 12, right? What would oh, yeah. happen if we had that? But um, what did you guys think coming into the sport of CrossFit? What was your guys' mentality? Because we all have baseball players here. I think I think in the beginning, more so, we we all liked it so much because we all had a chip on our shoulder because we were exiting, you know, the baseball world pretty much per se, and uh, it was a new challenge to come up, you know, to to attack really, and you know, we had a lot to learn in it, and you know, a lot to grasp and a lot to get good at. Being, you know, you suck at, you know, there's a lot of things that you can be bad at, um, in in that kind of world, the CrossFit world, so. Now, I mean, now I look at it as if, like, I, I really I really cherish and love the way it taught me a different way of working out. Not, like, so much, like, CrossFit's kind of slowed down a little bit in the world, obviously. It's more so, like, you know, like the way we treated a PHL and the way, you know, a lot of gyms are treating it now. It's, you know, it's just, it's just working out. It's just, just a form of working out, strength and conditioning. And, yeah. and, you know, CrossFit's just a fancy word. But, um yeah, I mean, I really, I, I like it just as much now as I did then. It's just in a different way, more so to say. Yeah, no, that's a good point because, like, in the beginning, we all we were younger, coming out of competitive sports, and I think we spoke about it before. We don't like being bad at anything, and we were all bad in the beginning. So I think it just kind of pushed us to want to get better, be more disciplined, learn. That way, we can be good at it. And then, like Ron said, as you as we got older and we learned different things, our, we kind of pivot in a different direction. We're not looking to be competitive athletes. We're just looking to be able to stay healthy and do extend our everyday life, like whether it's going food shopping, playing with your nieces, your kids. Like I tell people when they come into the gym all the time, we're all here for the same reason. We're all here to just be healthier, be able to move better every day, and do things when we're 70, 80 years old. Yeah, kick ass in our 80s, fight off chronic diseases, fight off those old age homes. Um, but what's really funny, talking about the sport of CrossFit and the competitive nature, you could put me in a room full of uh, anybody, name it, you, any type of person, any type of uh, client, member, I don't want to be last in a workout. So there's something to be said about group training. Uh, there's something to be said about classes and just doing it with other people. Uh, and it almost doesn't even matter what they're doing, right? Somebody can be on the bike and a rower. I want to be first off the rower. So the competitive juices still flow in a way where it's with myself, right? Um, I'll, I'll talk smack, if you will, just because I think that's funny. But um, it's always against myself, and it's always just me pushing myself. Whereas if I'm in my garage working out or put, like, there's not that. I can create that a little bit in my head, be like, oh, what would the time be or but there's something to be said about group classes. And I think that that's what's really sticking um, with me in, well into my 30s. <laughs> uh, and Marco, I, I know when we line up in a workout, you and I, we're still going at it. You know what I mean? Like uh, neither of us wants to lose to each other or neither of us wants to like, hey, you're good at this. I'm good at this. You're going to be fast here. I'm going to be slow here. And like, but we're still pushing each other, um, which is super cool because that's the beauty. And again, you can call it CrossFit, you can call it strength and conditioning, but the group classes. Um, oh, definitely. The, the, the guy, like you said, nobody wants to lose no matter, no matter who it is. Um, and, and working out with someone just gives you that extra push, that extra 
Umph. Now I realized my competitive drive was still there when I was at my four-year-old niece's soccer game like three weeks ago, and I'm yelling at her to get in the pile to kick a ball. <laughs> That's when I realized that my competitive drive was still flowing. She's just three and four-year-olds playing soccer. I'm like, get in there. But it's nice to have an outlet, right? If you don't have an outlet and you're super competitive, you find other reasons, by other ways. But we had, we found an outlet, right? So we're super grateful for that. And what's kind of cool is we even pivoted we we're only speaking as athletes and us working out we all ha always came into this thing as like one we've coached baseball we've coached uh fitness or we've coached a sport where now we help people right not only do we do the things that we're doing but like we're like hey we wanted you guys to do and this is kind of the way so marco i i said that you you've coached many classes at classic performance how did like you transitioning from baseball player, baseball coach, CrossFit athlete, fitness guy into a kind of a trainer. How did that transpire? So first thing, I'm a huge believer. I, I don't ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. So great role to live by. I, um, with, I, I, with college baseball and everything, I tell these kids all the time, like the, the running and the suicide and the extra stuff that we do. I've all I've been there and done that. I would never ask someone to do that. So in the CrossFit field, um, I bought in early and tried to almost kind of do every workout and, and give it my best, even if it really wasn't good. Like, because to be honest, I wasn't good at double under, like random stuff I was like really bad at, but I would still give it my all and try that in that aspect because I knew growing and coaching and doing it would just all intertwine and um, – in itself so doing it was huge do any of you guys feel like coaching baseball has transferred into the crossfit class, like the classes that either you coach or the gym does do you feel that uh, and i'll share mine but i want to hear you guys first um did it help having a coaching background going into more coaching if you will? oh yeah for sure for sure it gives you that's just that sense of structure and base is where to start at you know like how to like start a practice for, you know, or be a part of a start of a practice. Not that, you know, whether you're a head coach or an assistant, but you know, to starting a class, like, you know, how do you, you get, how do you pull the attention? How do you grasp everybody's, you know, eyes and ears on you to, to lock in and give you their focus for that hour, you know, and um, you know, let you run the show and, and you know, they just say yes, no, or, you know, work around whatever they're, you know, their, their problems are, if they can't do something, can do something, you're, it's your job to be able to, you know, work with them and, you know, figure something out. And that's all, that all comes with coaching. One of the first things I was going to bring up is a timeline. Uh, Marco and I shared the same baseball coach in high school and he was a practice plan was down to a T to the minute. Right. So if a mm -hmm. practice, if it went over by, if, Throwing and catching and stretching and bunties, first and thirds. It was time. Eight minutes, six minutes, 14 minutes, 20 minutes here. So going into that and kind of getting that hour and like, okay, we got to get a warm up. We're going to have a lift. We're going to have a cool down. We're going to have a workout. We're going to have another cool down. We're going to have a talk. Okay, how long does each need to be? So that timeline definitely transferred over. Amongst other things, when you cook something, you, you, you kind of obviously uh, warm up those engines. But um, – Bill, has your coaching experience been altered by your, your sports or? Yeah, no. So for me, like in the beginning, being coaching, especially like the younger kids, and it helped me work around like different personalities. 
Like mm-hmm. everyone's different, especially kids. Like everyone's got their own different personality. So it helped me like to connect with different personalities and transfer that over to our CrossFit classes or our gym classes. Cause everyone that comes in has a different story, different history. So you have to be able to kind of bounce back and forth and kind of sympathize. Yeah. Sympathize with them. And you know, it's another the word out. That, yeah. No, nah, Hey, it's, it's late. But another point to that is not everybody wants to be coached the same way, right? So, like, I know when I played baseball, like, I liked being yelled at or, like, I, I answered better when people got in my grill. But some people, that's not what they want to hear. And same with a, a class, a fitness class. You can be rah, 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 cheerleading, but some people don't want to be told what to do. They just need to be corrected or you just got to walk by them, right? So speaking upon that everybody's different, um, for sure, that definitely plays a factor. Yeah, I think that's how people respond. You find the bet, like like you said, not screaming and yelling. Not everyone responds to that. You got to kind of find each individual and what makes them tick. Getting to know your athletes in whatever sport Mm -hmm. or arena that is, getting to know people, right? We're in the people business. Um, Mm, Definitely. But the next thing I actually want to ask was when Cumberland County baseball, you guys, uh, Roman College, South Jersey, whatever you guys want to be called, um, do lit. Um, It is. I know Ron and Bill, they've ran a strength and conditioning program for baseball, high school baseball team in, in, in your gym. Uh, I kind of wanted to see, like, what, where did you see benefits? Like, why do you think that that's the way uh, baseball team, sports team should go? Um, um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I'm going to hear your opinion. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I definitely, and firsthand, my players, too, they'll tell you, um, being in, in VP – off the rowers and the bikes and the just the high intensity movements um ninth inning and in late what april may later end of the season we were under we had our legs under us we were in shape we were good to go other teams you could tell they were gassed our pitchers were in better shape it was just all around better than the lifting that i did in in college which was more stationary lifts bench deadlift that kind of stuff. So kind of adding a mixture of both. I saw their cardio increase tremendously throughout the season. They, they kept, they had their legs under them. The full nine innings as other teams really weren't, weren't like that. Ron, did you see uh bill? Did you guys see uh, anything different with your saints, right? Newman Gretty. And gee. Yeah, I, I would say so. You know, same kind of concept, really. You know, go off what Marco just said that, you know, you could just tell at the end of the year, you know, that's when you'll see it. And that's when the cream rises to the top. Um, that, you know, our guys were always, you know, just more more there than other teams were. And you can just tell, you know, it's starting easy to tell just with your pitchers alone. Uh, but one thing that I did like the most is uh, – with the guys getting after in the weight room and, you know, in the, in the gym and grinding workouts, say, I'm going for one rep max, going for three rep max, going for, you know, max, you know, fastest 400 meter sprint, you know, all types of things like that is, you know, you're looking at to the left and right forward and backwards and you got all your guys here with you going to battle yeah. with you. So it kind of builds like a sense of camaraderie very early in the colder months of the year. And then obviously baseball is a spring play, you know, sport. So you get to that nice weather and now it's like, yo, remember we were grinding, you know, getting after it like dogs, you know, now we're out here ready to do our thing and play our music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> they would, they would come into the gym man. they would grind together. We would come in, they would start their line drill warmups without us even saying anything. Like they would come into that gym, put their heads down 60, 75 minutes sometimes. And they were after it. 
there's something to be said about like going through tough things with a group of people. Uh, Ron, that was one of the things you and I bonded over was Terry's workouts, right? We talked about this before on another podcast, but part of why I kind of like had trust in you and like, and obviously friend, friendships aside, uh, I knew you gave it your all in the winter, right? So when springtime came around, I knew you were going to be the guy that was going to still be there because you, you gave it your all when you didn't necessarily have to, right? So we yeah. gained that trust when it's going to be hard. If you're cheering for somebody in the ninth inning and in May 5th, guys that up to bat um, in a 3-2 count, but then you're like, yo, you, you didn't do your last set of the lifts, you know, uh, back in February, you're going to have a tough time cheering for that guy or believing in that guy. But, you know, yeah, for see, sure. If you see Coach Marco with chains around his neck doing uh, unbroken pull-ups, you know, with, with his shirt off and just, like, ripping it. I don't know if you've ever did that, Marco, but. Uh, not, not, not yet. Picture. I did that one, <laughs> Whatever that guy says, I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, I trust that guy. I want that guy to have the last at bat. So there's yeah. something to be said in, in talking about even like, not the extreme, obviously, but like Navy SEALs, that camaraderie. You guys touched upon that, like just trusting each other and getting closer with people you sweat with, people you do hard things with, uh, which is a really neat thing going back to our classes, which is a really neat thing too. That's why I don't know if you guys have like the morning crew or the 4:30 crew or like the night crew. Everybody's kind of close because you guys have that accountability. You have that trust level that everybody's gone through, uh, which is pretty neat to see. Definitely. So, sure. With that said, um, wanted to kind of keep this this episode short and sweet. We're a bunch of baseball guys. We can talk shop. We can talk about how that that's helped. Um, we don't want to go down that path. <laughs> <laughs> So for another uh, episode, nonetheless, uh, we're going to keep getting after it. We're going to keep uh, pushing the envelope. I love doing these podcasts with you guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I, you know, I, you know, I love a chance. Our pleasure. I, I was ripping them solo. I was just talking by myself. Now I got an outlet. Now I got people to talk to. Uh, again, I, uh, super grateful. Super grateful. Marco, the little things, right? Uh, yeah, the little things, baby. That's all it's about. So, Marco, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me. Know it. Everybody in the morning knows it. Everybody VP knows it. Uh, I'm trying my best. Any closing remarks? Uh, I got another question. I got a question. All right. Okay. I was going to use it if Ron stole the icebreaker theme, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I asked this in my classes today. If you could drink any other liquid besides water for the rest of your life, what would it be? Coffee. Pellegrino. That's why I said coffee. Yeah. Pellegrino. Really? Can only drink one other thing in your life besides water. Whoa. What's it gonna be? Whoa. We had Give some me an crazy orange Gatorade. We had orange, orange Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we that. We had some wild answers that. I knew that. Yeah, oh, coffee, man. no brainer. Yeah, coffee's a go. I'm that's a good question. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> but um, I good think times. next week, uh, next pod, next week's podcast, or maybe the week after, being with the holiday and whatnot, um, we should we're gonna try to get our boy Mark Lewis on here. Uh, return to play athletics. Um, yeah, for sure. Discuss, you know, uh, body care, body maintenance. Um, you know, taking care of your body. You know, pre post sport seasons, pre post workouts. Um, you got a recurring injury and whatnot, different ways to go about it and all the different techniques that 
are now out there, and uh, we'll get more into that, I guess, uh, when we get that episode up and rolling. Yeah, so pending whenever you're listening to this. Uh, I know it's always as soon as it uh, releases, but uh, stay tuned for that episode. Um, all right, gentlemen, uh, keep getting after it. Thanks for, for coming on. Uh, with that said, VP out. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, refer us to a friend, and let's keep this thing going.